0: There are times in the lives of most believers that our faith and even our belief in God can come into question. When tragedy strikes and we have a loss of a loved one or we may lose all that we own in a tragic fire or some disaster, we can wonder where God is. When we've done all we know how to do to live a righteous and a holy life, and we still have some challenging circumstances we have to deal with, it can shake our faith. When our faith is shaken, that can alter what we think of God. It can alter what we think of who he is and what he has been able to do. There have been people sometimes that get angry at God. But then there are times when we receive some teaching from a source, that will take us off course in our understanding of who God is and how he works in the lives of the believers. And that is what happened to the church that John was writing to in the book of 1 John. There were teachers from the apostolic churches of Judea who apparently sought to undermine the members' conviction that Jesus is the Christ and that they had eternal life through him. They they came and they had a, a little bit of a different slant on the teaching of about who Jesus was. And John is insisting in his writing in the book of 1 John that his readers would genuinely know who God is. His strategy was to fortify them against the Antichrist we talked about last time, Or the false teachers, in this case, were who the Antichrist were identified as. Turn with me to the book of 1 John chapter 2, beginning at verse 24. John wants to talk to them about what I want to talk to you about, and that is holding on to what got you in. Holding on to what got you in. This is what he says in 1 John chapter 2 verse 24. See that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you will also remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us even eternal life. See to it that what you've heard from the beginning remain in you. And Those of us who have come to Christ have heard the message of salvation and the Holy Spirit drew us to him. You remember? You've heard the message. You've heard the word. uh, You've got the the message of the the saving grace of Jesus Christ that he died on a cross and he was raised on the third day for our salvation and that we uh, uh, we have an opportunity to be saved from eternal destruction in the hell fires and that we can receive eternal life through Christ Jesus. That was the good news. If you've forgotten the good news and maybe you're so distant from it that you forgot what you heard that caused you to say yes, that's what happened in the beginning. And some people, it just seemed like they've just forgotten what it was like before they were saved and how much joy they had at the moment of their salvation to come to know Christ. And he's saying, listen, don't forget what got you in. Hold on to that because that was true enough. It was true enough for you to know that something happened to you to change your life. The old song they used to say, something got a hold to me. I went to the church one night and my heart wasn't right, but something got a hold to me. I knew that there was a change. I knew that there was something that changed my life and brought me out of darkness to the marvelous light. I might not be able to explain everything that happened, but something got a hold of me. There were false teachers in John's day that used two special words to describe their experience. And they described their experience by knowledge and unction knowledge and unction, they claim to have a special unction, a special anointing from God, which gave them a unique knowledge. They were illuminated. They've got this fresh revelation. They got a new revelation on what the word that had been given to them. And therefore, they were living at a little bit of a higher level of understanding and and spiritual authority than anybody else because they got this new anointing. They got this high level of understanding. And that reminds me of sometimes when I I, I would hear ministers and preachers sometime and they would tell you they got a a new revelation. You need to hear this now. You need to hear this. I got a new revelation. And you need to hear this. You need to open your spirits. And then they tell you you want to open your spirits because they don't want you to open your mind and compare that to the word. So just open your spirits and receive this. This is a new revelation. In other words, I got another twist on uh, what you may have heard and you need to hear me put this twist on there because I've been with the Lord. I've been walking with the Lord. I got a supernatural anointing. I got an unction. It's flowing out of me. And you need to hear this. Just open up your spirits so you can receive. That's when you need to say, okay, show that to me in the scriptures and rightly divide the word of God. There are some even today that have changed the message They've preached mainstream Christian doctrine and then changed. They started teaching there is no hell. Maybe you haven't heard. They started teaching that everyone is already saved. Why are they already saved? You saw the word Christ died for all. And you're part of the all. So he died for you and your salvation. So you're already saved. You have to do nothing. And the people of the church where well, the message is going forth, then they be getting confused because they had confidence in the one who was teaching them. John then was dealing with something similar with the basic teaching of the church that had been undermined. And he tells the church, what they've heard from the beginning, let it remain in you. Don't, don't let anybody come and start giving you a new revelation that's not already in the Word and made plain. So the exhortation that he gives the church includes more than the saints should allow the basic teaching concerning the person of Jesus Christ in them. He's saying you ought to have an attitude. You ought to have an attitude that what you got, when I got saved, when the Lord changed my life, I have an attitude that I'm comfortable with that and I don't need anybody else telling me I'm unsaved because I haven't been baptized a certain way. Because people are coming, I've run into them. I know I'm saved. The first thing they want to know is how you've been baptized. And then you say, I've just been baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. That ain't it. You've got to get something else. Then you're, now you're confused. Or they'll tell you, you need to be baptized by our church and our church alone. Because we have the right church. Everybody else is wrong, and we are right. And if you're not baptized by us, you're not going anywhere. These doctrines and these positions are still current in the world. John is saying, you know what? You know that you got saved. Listen, when you, there's nobody that gets saved by accident. Nobody gets saved and then wake up and say, I don't know what happened to me. I wasn't trying to even get saved and now I'm saved. When you get saved, you know it. When your life changes, you know it. When he gives you a new heart, you know it. He gives you a waking of spirit in you that agree with God, and it's the Holy Spirit, you know it. If you got to keep questioning uh, your own salvation, you're questioning your own actions and your own lifestyle because you've seen nothing change. But when something changed, you know it. Amen. And when somebody else comes and tells you, no, you don't have nothing, you're going to say, no, I know I got something because I know what I used to be, and I'm not what I used to be anymore. John says in First John chapter 5, verse 13, and as you read through this epistle, you're going to find him using some of these phrases over and over. I, I write these things that you can know. I want you to know. I want you to know in what you believe and who you believe. I want you to know. And he says, uh, chapter 5, verse 13, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. These other folks are telling you something else, but I want you to know that if you believe in the name of the Son of God, you know that you have eternal life. Now, John was speaking to a group of believers who should have by this time been versed in the word and should have grown to a certain level of maturity. So when you get into the word and you grow to a certain level of maturity, you shouldn't be taken and tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Now, I can understand those who are not mature. The risk for people who don't get into the word of God is that people can come and share things with you that sound very good. Now, again, nobody's going to come and identify themselves as a false teacher. They're not going to stand up and say, you open your Bible. I just want to tell you before we get started, I'm a false teacher. And I'm going to take some of the scriptures and twist them out of context. But I want you to follow me and receive what I'm saying. It's not going to tell you that. They're going to take what the scripture says and then try to uh, put it in a way that validates whatever uh, they're trying to get across to you for whatever reason. But John was speaking to this group and I, he said something here. And sometimes people have used what he's going to say to shut down and say nobody should be able to tell them anything. But look at what he says. 1 John chapter 2, verse 26. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. But as for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. And some people that see that say, okay, I got an anointing. I don't even need anybody to teach me, so I'm not going to church. I can stay home. I got this anointing. We talked about this anointing last time. And in the book of 1 John is the only places that you will see this anointing. There's only one other place uh, that you will see the word anointing in the New Testament. But this anointing was what you received When you were saved and the Holy Spirit came to live on the inside of you, he has anointed you with the Holy Spirit to reside on the inside of you. Look at what he says. Uh, You don't need anyone to teach you, but but as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you, no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at LOWCF.org. Again, that's org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road.